All right, want to go to our phone line real quick, and we're joined by a special guest, friend of the show, Liz Peak, Fox News contributor and columnist for Fox and The Hill. Liz, thanks for joining us. Happy Friday. I agree with you 100%. I'm not in a sunny place, but I am done with winter. I'm with you. So I was <laughs> texting Grace, the executive producer of the Todd Starn Show, last night, and I stumbled across your latest column, and I You've got to have her on because this is interesting, Liz. We've been talking about the shift of the narrative surrounding Vice President Kamala Harris. Two days ago, we talked about this CNN report that says she's going through a remaking of sorts. There are people that are actually now viewing her as maybe their last-ditch effort because it doesn't look like they're going to go with another candidate. They're sticking with President Joe Biden. And then I read your op-ed, and the headline is this. Democrats do have a Kamala problem and it's not going away anytime soon. We'll jump into it, but I'll let you take it from there. Well, look, everyone, everyone in the world thinks that Joe Biden is a terrible candidate. That's fact number one. No one can imagine that their Democrats are going to allow him to represent their party in November because 85% of the country thinks he's too old for another four years. And guess what? They're right. He is. So, there's much speculation about, oh, Gavin Newsom could be the candidate, or uh, Jay Pritzker, or Gretchen Whitmer, or, oh my gosh, here comes Michelle Obama, which, by the way, is not such a crazy idea. But anyway, there's been a lot of chatter about it. Almost no one ever talks about Kamala Harris. Well, guess what, folks? She thinks she's a very good candidate, <laughs> and she is working it. I mean, I think you know, I'm on the uh, distribution for what the president and vice president are up to at every moment of the day, uh, because that's what you can, you can, as a reporter, you can kind of sign into that. And I got to tell you, not much is happening with Joe Biden, as you all know. I mean, if you go on Twitter, people are talking about 40% of the time in Rehoboth or Delaware, uh, and, you know, the guy has nothing on his public schedule. Often days, that's true. Kamala Harris, on the other hand, is a busy bee. I mean, she is talking to people. She's traveling across the country. She's visiting colleges, talking to young people about uh, abortion. She just went to the security conference in Germany representing the United States. She's doing fundraiser. But here's what intrigued me most, uh, is that she is meeting with groups of Democrat funders and politicians governors and so forth, particularly black representatives, uh, in her home, having little dinners and salons with these people, and kind of fielding concerns and questions about the Joe Biden campaign, which, as you know, has been criticized as being pretty low energy. Well, you know, guess what? She's kind of insinuating herself into the power broker structure of the Democratic Party, and I think it's going to be increasingly hard for them just to chuck her overboard. In fact, I don't think they can do it. Wow. Okay, so this is interesting because you point this out in your op-ed. Um, there's been critics that question whether she's presidential material, and here's what she had to tell a reporter in Cut 17. What do you say to those concerns, specifically if he had to pass the powers to you for one second, one minute, heaven forbid, and I, you know, I ask with all due respect, but you know, would you, are you capable, are you ready to step into the role and do whatever the I country would need? absolutely ready, but thank God our president is in good shape, in good health, and is ready to lead in our second term. Okay, so she is ready, but she cites the president's cognitive improvement or there's no decline at all that's not the case though because there's a montage floating around and i wanted to play it for you real quick so 
Get ready for this. This details the the steady decline of his cognitive abilities. And I'm referring to President Joe Biden. This starts when he was a senator, and you'll hear it progressively get worse. Cut 15. The end result is they're about to knock my mother on the head with a lead pipe, shoot my sister, beat up my wife, take on my sons. Jack Kennedy before. lowered tax rates, increased growth. Ronald oh, Reagan. now you're Jack Kennedy. In America, we never bow. We never bend. We endure. We move forward. We are America, and we are second to none. Your party wants to go socialist medicine. My party is and me. Socialist right now, I am. And the they're going to dominate party. you, Joe. You know that. I am the Democratic Party right now. Much more informed on the. Um, <laughs> the motives of. Um, some of the political players and some of the uh, beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. <laughs> it is oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. All right, Liz. There's no question. I mean, when you have what was the latest polling? What eighty percent of Americans? Believe the guy is too old. When have 80% of Americans agreed about anything? <laughs> I know he has brought the country together. Congratulations, Joe Biden. Uh, he promised to do it, and he has. We all agree <laughs> he should not be the candidate. But again, I mean, what, when you have even Ross Dutho, a columnist at the New York Times, saying, time to step aside, Mr. President, and he should... We need a new candidate. We'll do it at the convention. Well, in 68, they did that. The Democrats had a completely terrible convention complete with anti-war riots, et cetera, et cetera, all kinds of convolutions. And by the way, the people vying for uh, to take over as the candidate because um, uh, President Johnson had stepped out of the race uh, were pretty much left-wing anti-war agitators. But who ended up with the nomination? Hubert Humphrey, who everyone agreed at the time was a terrible candidate, but he was the vice president and the establishment kind of pushed him in place. I think the same thing could happen with Kamala Harris. If this goes to the convention, as well it might, uh, it, there's two outcomes, either Kamala Harris or Michelle Obama. But Kamala Harris is not going to take take this sitting down. I mean, I think she is ready for a fight, uh, and I think all this sappy coverage in the CNN uh, on CNN is kind of testament to the fact that she's also wooing the media now and making her case. Well, you know what? It's her right, but I think it's a big problem for Democrats because she is her favorabilities, her approval rating of her job. All those things are worse than Joe Biden, and and they're not turning around even with this big offensive. Which, by the way, I think is the third reset now mm-hmm. of her pre- vice presidency. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so. So I have something I wanted to ask you about. I was hanging out with my friends the other day. They are all pretty progressive. They don't like President Joe Biden. But one of my friends piped up and said, but he wiped away our student debt. Okay. And that and that could be the reality. We know that the Supreme Court said, Joe Biden, what you're doing is unconstitutional. And he said, tough luck. I'm doing it anyway. Here's Politico with a headline. President Joe Biden will announce $1.2 billion of student debt relief. And here's what they're going to do. They're going to email 153,000 borrowers, excuse me. And in the email, they write, congratulations, all or a portion of your federal loans will be forgiven. 
And they end in that email, and this is by Politico. I hope this relief gives you a little more breathing room. Signed, President Biden. Pretty uh, unbelievable. Well, it's, you know, look, I I think uh, over the weekend, I usually write my weekly thing for Fox, and I think I'm just going to write about how they will stop at nothing to get this guy reelected or Democrat reelected. And and whether, you know, whatever it takes, that's what they're going to do. And this this flurry of student loan forgiveness, I, I wish someone would sue over it. The problem is it's hard to find someone who has standing. I guess you could find, you know, a student whose loan hasn't been paid off. But But I think what's so egregious about it is Joe Biden's out there pretending to be the representative of the working man. Do you think that most uh, blue-collar workers in America think that they should be paying off a student loan for, as someone on Twitter keeps saying, a gender studies uh, graduate student? No, they don't. They think this is totally unfair. It's a small percentage, not an insignificant percentage, but a small percentage of Americans who have student loans. This is just pandering to a group, the below 35-year-old age group, which right now, believe it or not, in a recent poll went for Donald Trump. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the Biden administration's panicked over this. They can't believe it. That's why Kamala Harris is out talking about abortion. That's why they're uh, forgiving these student loans. But I don't think it'll sit well with most most Americans. I hope not, because it's so incredibly cheesy and sort of obvious. But you know what? That 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 works for these Democrats. Yeah. Um, let me play one more soundbite and then I'll give you the last word, because that is the question. What about those that do not go to college? And Biden is claiming that this universal student student loan debt bailout is for them as well. It's 30 seconds. We'll give you the last word. Cut 12. Look, folks, it's also helping you uh, who don't go to college. It's not just, you know, people say to me sometimes, well, Joe, that's great. You're helping people get into college. But how about all those hardworking people you grew up with in the neighborhood? How about all those folks in labor unions? How about all those hardworking people work with their hands? Why should they? Well, just today, my labor department announced 200. This is not the student loan program, but $200 million in grants for registered, registered apprenticeship programs around the country while you can learn a skilled trade and lead to good paying jobs. I'll give you the last uh, minute. 30 seconds. Well, here's what happens when you pass trillions of dollars of unnecessary bills and spending like the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Act that the Democrats did in 21 with no Republican votes. You have all that money to hand out in little groups and dribs and drabs in swing states. Uh, they also can use the infrastructure bill to do this. There, uh, I mean, the um, Inflation Reduction Act. And that's what they're doing. They're, Kamala Harris was just in Pennsylvania talking up a clean water project. Next stop will probably be Ohio because they can do the same thing. That's the advantage of overspending and having this huge, huge amount of money at your disposal. And they will spend it to buy votes. Mm. All right. Going to leave it there. Guys, follow her on social media. Liz Peak, a Fox News contributor, also columnist for FoxNews.com and The Hill. You can find her at Liz Peak. Thank you for joining us and breaking down the big stories. Always my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. All right. That was fine.